Welcome to this week's episode of the Every Arkansas Podcast. I'm Drew Davis, and this week we've got my friend Heather, and it's all about feeding the kids. We can't wait for you to be inspired by this story. Well, Heather, welcome to the podcast. We're so thankful that you could take some time and join us today. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm 41. I'm married with two kids. Um, My husband is Ryan and my kids are in the room giggling. Um, We've been married for about 14 years. I have an 11-year-old and a 12-year-old, almost a teenager on Sunday. Um, And so that's a little bit about me. I stay home with my kiddos and run them like crazy. (laughs) Just hit the ground running after school and keep going until I fall into the bed. (laughs) But this opportunity to stay at home with your kids led you into the schools with your kids and that's kind of where God kind of directed you so just what was going on back then oh gosh well it did take me into my kids schools and it's funny because God does have a funny way of working out and when I was growing up I always had this thought that oh, someday I'm going to want kids. Someday I'll want kids. And really, I don't know that I would have gotten to that point had God just not truly blessed me because our children weren't planned. And when we had our daughter, my whole world just totally changed. And I became somebody, thank God, that I did not even know I could be. Um, and my sister kind of laughs now, but she always said, I think we may have to adopt her child (laughs) because I've always, I had always led just kind of a wild life. I was wild and my children and my husband truly just settled my heart. But at the right time, I was older and I guess I was probably 28 when I had her and we had decided at that time that I would become a stay-at-home mom. And so, yes, it took me into the schools and spending the time that I never knew that I truly wanted at school with my kids. Um, I remember a point when I was younger, My dad lived, my biological dad lived off of Highway 70 briefly, and I was telling the kids about this story this morning, that I I knew I always wanted to work in philanthropy. I wanted to work, to do the good for people, to work with people. But at that time, I thought I would work with women and children and help them with a home to get out on their own and create a life for themselves. So several years ago, and it didn't, it didn't work out that way, but this was the path that I was ultimately supposed to be on. Um, I'm sitting in my kid's counselor's office and I'm watching these kids walk in and they get their backpacks. They're filling their backpacks with food that had been provided from churches for the weekends. And uh, we must have been going on a long break because I asked her at the time, I said, what do these kids do? They're eating breakfast at school, they're eating lunch at school, and they come to your office for a food pouch for the weekend. 
that is, it sustains them and it gets them by. And I'm so thankful that churches are there to provide that. And I know they, they are and their families are and our schools are. But they had this long period of time that I wondered where their next meal was going to come from. And it felt so unbelievably hopeless. And it was just sad to me. And I thought, uh, let's do a food drive. Let's try to do something for these kids and have a food drive for them. And I looked at the counselor and I said, let's do a food drive. <laughs> Thinking she's going to jump on board and it's going to be the most miraculous thing because, oh, who doesn't want to do this? It's a great idea. Well, it didn't quite pan out that way. <laughs> and it wasn't until the following year that I realized it's not that they didn't want to do something like that. They didn't have the hands to make it happen. And so the following year I asked again, I said, if I host a food drive and I make it happen, would you support me on it? And can we do this? And she said, absolutely. <laughs> and we had our first food drive just in hopes to provide one Thanksgiving meal to the children that we had at that time in need. And we um, just put flyers out there to parents, told them about the need, because I think the aware awareness just wasn't mm -hmm. there. Even I was not fully aware of what was going on until I could visibly see it. And just child after child, and it's, it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. um, it's truly heartbreaking. So we did our first food drive and we raised so much food. We almost didn't know what to do with all of it because there was so much. Our goal was one Thanksgiving meal and here we had all of this food in front of us and became fully capable of providing these kids, not only our kids, but kids in other schools with a Thanksgiving meal, a Christmas meal, and an Easter meal. <laughs> then there was enough food to provide them two meals a day, bare minimum, and at least one snack a day while they were out on every break for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and spring break. Who knew something like that would happen? I mean, it blew our mind. We were so blessed and so thankful, and it was just unbelievable how it happened. The following year, we thought, let's, let's just try this again. And it has just really grown from there. We have been able to provide more, raise more, and share more each year. So the appeal of the program, keeping it in-house so each school, all of their money stays there, all of their food stays there. The schools are also being provided because we're capable or we have been fortunate enough to raise so much. The students who need it, they've been provided with a snack every single day of the school year also. <laughs> That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have these kids coming in and they don't, they don't have their snack, but their neighbor over here has a really good looking snack. And so um, we've been very fortunate that all of uh, the donations that have been made, we've also been able to do that with the monetary donations. So when the food supply um, does run short, we're able to go in and purchase the rest of what we need. Um, all of our holiday boxes, they were provided with protein. We had stores step up and donate protein or uh, sell it to us at a discounted cost. Um, so we've been very blessed, very, very blessed. 
mean, what's so cool about this? This didn't start with a nonprofit and setting up a board and a committee and no. all of this. You didn't have a facility or anything mm -hmm. other than what you showed up to school with that morning. Right. You just made the need known. That's right. We, we just shared the need. Um, the only facility there was the school. Um, there is no board. There is still no board. Um, just willing people, willing hands, willing parents, um, willing kids. Our kids get involved. They want to participate. They want to be a part of it. They want to learn and they want to share. They're kids. They don't want anything bad. They want good. They want to know that they're wanted, that they add value and can provide and give back to other people. And that's what my hope is, not only to teach elementary kids, but even middle school and high school kids. Because if you start them out like this, they're just going to keep going. And I think it's, it's important for people to really grasp the severity of this. So it's in the school district of the neighborhood where we're filming this right now, 99% of the kids are on free and reduced lunches. Yeah. And that means that if it weren't for the school breakfast and the school lunch, there's nothing. Yeah. When school's out, there's nothing. Um, and the area where you are, it's slightly less than 50%, mm -hmm. which means they don't qualify for a lot of assistance that is available in this neighborhood, right? in your neighborhood. So there's not a church that's doing a summer meals program or the government-sponsored meals program. Those aren't available. It's not. Um, and so what happens is these kids, they go home and there's literally nothing. That's true. Um, and that's insane to me because, I mean, nothing to me growing up. Mom, there's nothing to eat here. It's, oh, I don't like that, Mom. Oh, I don't like that, Mom. Yes. For these kids, it's literally there's nothing there. Right. Um, and during the summer or during their spring break or they lose weight, they come in, they're trying to catch back up, they can't focus, they're not showing up at school, all kinds of crazy health problems, all because of something that a right. lot of us take for granted. That's right. Yes. We will walk in, you know, we're guilty of this at our house, you know, walking in and you're right, like you say, there's shelves full of stuff to choose from. Maybe it's just not what they want at the time, but there you have to look that we are fortunate to have what we have because there are kids down the road that when we have sent food home, they've come back to the counselor and they will be so excited. And they'll say, my grandpa cooked this over the fire for me last night. They heat, and, and that's because they have no electricity. And his grandpa heated him his food over the fire pit so he could have that that single serve meal that we had sent home. Um, and it's, it is the blessing to be able to provide that, to be able to give back. And I wish I could do more. Well, I think the, the cool thing about this is, is that this isn't something that only you can do. This is something that anyone that just sees that need in a school can just challenge people that are there, bring it in. Yeah. And like you kind of mentioned earlier, it's so hard for the teachers and the educators because they've got so much on their plate already right. to tackle one more thing. But in real life, you didn't spend your life sorting groceries and working on this. It, it wasn't that overwhelming, was it? I it mean, wasn't. But you know what? I what you just said is so funny to me because I, 
I grew up in a very humble background um, and it just triggered this thought. Um, I lived out in East End and lived in a mobile home with my parents. And then we had this little laundry room that my dad put a, a little door on and it was kind of a half door. Um, and I just loved that room. It was my little dog's room and it was our laundry room, but he put shelving in there um, and that's where our food was. And so I would go in and I would turn all the labels faced out <laughs> and I would line everything up really neat. And it was my grocery store and I would sell groceries to my family over the, <laughs> over the laundry room door. <laughs> And I just loved it. I kept it really neat and tidy and all straight because I loved playing grocery store in there. <laughs> and you grew up and you're playing, right. playing it on a different level. So. That's right. That's right. That's so funny. I didn't even think about that. But I, mean, I think the other side of this is, is this was something y'all did without finances. Without financing. This was pure gift and kind donation. Yes. People bringing food. Yes. Um, everything was just donation. Uh, all food was donated by individual families. Um, some families or some people would go to their companies, their companies would donate. We had a huge um, sponsor who was, honestly, she was my partner for the first few years. I could not have done it without her. Um, and her family's business have provided all the signage to us. Um, and I, I just, I couldn't have done it without her, truly. She to me was a lot of the brains behind it because I lacked the confidence to keep going. Um, not keep going, but I, I, I just lacked the confidence to know that I could do it. And so I, I needed at the time that security and I wanted someone to hold my hand and tell me, yes, that's, this is the right direction. Yes, this is the right decision. Yes what you're thinking and what you're shooting for and what is going on, this is good. Um, and all of the, everything that we raise, everything that we earn, it is all donated. Um, it is not, uh, it's privately given to the students, to their families, it's very personal. Um, information is never shared with anyone. Um, but it's wonderful how people just support this and they support these students. It's just out of true giving heart and blessing. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's something that I never could relate to growing up that it is so cool. Now, I, I grew up, my wife says I had a silver spoon, but um, I never wanted really for a whole lot of anything and I was never really, I never grasped how many hurting people were out there and things that it's like so simple. Yeah. It's like some boxes of mac and cheese or, or some simple things can make all the difference in a person's life. Makes a huge difference. It's a huge impact to know that when you go on that break, you have this box of food that you can look in and there's probably gonna be something in there that you will choose for whatever meal that is or whatever snack that is. Mm -hmm. And luckily, we've been so blessed with what has been provided and donated um, that those boxes are usually overflowing when they go home with kids. It's not just the bare minimum. 
It's not just two, two meals a day and one snack a day. Luckily, there has been more um, to help them or even siblings. And if there are siblings, we usually try to send extra, an extra box. And I think it's really just an amazing thing just to make a need known and see how God shows up. God has showed <laughs> up. Truly, he has showed up hands down in this program, in our schools, in our families, and in the lives of these kids that we're working with. He showed up in my life through this, so it's been amazing. So what you kind of started in all of that, what's, you're, you're primarily located in the Benton Bryant area. Correct. Um, if someone wants to just kind of get on board and say, hey, my kid goes to XYZ Elementary School, I want to make sure this is happening there or whatever, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you to, to kind of mobilize <clears throat> their school? Okay. Um, the best way to reach me is really by calling me and through my email. I currently don't have a website. I don't have a Facebook page for this. Um, it is still a very much boots on the ground, 100% volunteer work. And with that, I mean, they can work at mobilizing a school, the schools you're already working with, they can help those teams. Right. Maybe they work at a company that would like to make a donation of food, do a food drive at their company and send it over or provide signage or provide transportation or, or do something like that. So there's a lot of ways people can get involved. Yes, absolutely. Um, One thing, you know, you asked about other schools wanting to start their program. Don't reinvent the wheel. I mean, there's, if it's not calling me, there are so many avenues to reach out to and people that can help you. Don't start from the ground up. It's hard. <laughs> Ask for help and let someone come in and help you and show you because whatever opportunity is out there that you can tap into, let them guide you. There's no reason to start from scratch um, because it is difficult. And sometimes I wonder to myself, what have I done? <laughs> why, why me? And why have you called me? Because I feel so ill-equipped some days that I don't really understand why. And that's, that's been my, I think that's been my biggest hurdle is my understanding and realizing it's not necessarily for me to understand, but to enjoy the work that I'm doing and, and, and just make it happen. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here, but especially for just making that sacrifice of just stepping out there and saying, I'm going to do something about this. Because I think that's one of the things that so many people, they see a problem and it bothers them and it bothers them and they don't take that next step. And we're so thankful that you took that next step and said, okay, God, let's see what happens and, and, and roll the dice, so to speak, and great things happen and I know they're going to continue to happen. So. I'm absolutely thankful that I did, and I'm so blessed by doing it. I don't feel like I'm blessing. I feel like I've been blessed. I have been truly blessed by the program. You definitely blessed us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Every Arkansan podcast. Let us know if there's a topic you'd like to learn more about so that we can help you chase after your God-given dream. In the meantime, you can like, subscribe, and share this on social media. 
Check with us next week for another inspiring story of our Kansans chasing their dreams.